Welcome to episode 44 of the Hike or Day Outdoor Adventure Podcast. Uh, as always, I am joined by Craig. How are you, mate? G'day, fantastic. That's good. We are sitting in a rainforest yet again, uh, delivering on our promise. The only promise, Craig, that I'm not going to deliver on is being more prepared than the last podcast. And quite specifically, because I haven't told you this yet, but when we sat down, I realized I did not bring my reading glasses and therefore I have no notes or any way to read them. So (laughs) welcome to the party. It's going to be a train wreck. This will be good. We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land from which we record this podcast today and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We'd like to extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Craig, what's happening? It's a nice day for a hike and a podcast. This is perfect. Is it not? Loving it. This is great, man. (laughs) It's cool. This is our old stomping ground. It's great to be here, back here, you know? Yeah, this is a... We, we always talk about secret spots, and I think the term secret spot is a little cliche. Like, I understand that. It, I'm sure there's a, tons of other people have been here. But what, I think what we deem a secret spot is something definitely off-trail. So we use... A, relatively well-worn trail and then at some point we'll deviate from that Mm. and through exploration plenty of times over we've found little amazing pockets Mm. uh, hidden campsites Um, I I can't tell you what episode it was Uh, I may be able to quickly find it on my phone while we're talking oh we were here weren't we we did, yeah, we did actually. Um, yeah. We had video of that too. So it was one of the ones where... It was at night. It, yes, it was in the evening. And... Um, we haven't talked about it. Do you remember that day, what we did? Man, that was crazy. We went right up this creek, remember? Oh, I was thinking about that um, just as we were hiking. Sorry, I'm trying to do... What, what am I going in there for? <laughs> I can't, I, I can't even see what's going on here. It's just a blur. I remember um, falling and snapping a pole. Remember that in the creek? Like Oh, I know. I forgot about that. Nearly um, nearly went, went over. Yeah, no, I forgot that one. It's awesome. It must be... Um, sorry, this is really boring, just listening to me try and find... Oh, here it is. 23. Wow, that was episode three. Three? A night in the rainforest. Okay. Episode three. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, so that's how far back um, this spot it goes. was. Yeah. But we camped here the night, or near here. I mean, 50 metres from here. And, um, oh, there's a video on Instagram of Eric the eel. I think I dubbed him yeah. when I was patting that eel in the stream that evening. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a heck of a trip because 
We stayed two nights in the same location, right? And on the middle day, we tried to basically go upstream from here through, I mean, just crazy terrain. Mm. I was thinking before when we were walking, I walked through the stream just up to my calf muscles there, uh, took my shoes off, and I thought, I remember going through up there, up to our chest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, over your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig was like um, in this little floaty <laughs> lounge thing, and I'd just drag him across the <laughs> the dangerous bits. <laughs> yeah, I was. But it was full on, eh? Like Lucky we holding didn't our packs over our heads. Break and a stuff. leg or something, you know? Yeah. Slippery rocks, but you know we we managed. That was it. good. I I'd do it again. Uh, I was going to say right now, but that's a lie. I would not do it right now. It's actually quite fresh this yeah. afternoon. There's, well, what time is it? Uh, so it's getting, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. And we did a, what did I say we did? Two, two and a half kilometer hike in? Yeah. Yeah, just under 2.5 kilometers. That's, um, it does convert to miles, but I'm not going to do it. Sorry, guys. Mm. And yeah, got to this spot here and it's just, there's some cloud cover at the moment. We usually bring on rain, as you would know, yeah. if you've listened before. So, <laughs> so we're prepared um, for that. <laughs> we're sitting in a stream, so uh, all I have to do is inflate the raft and that'll take us straight back to the car. Uh -huh. um, mm. So yeah, if rain comes, I guess we'll deal with it then, but so far so good. So we, we can't read your notes today, is that is that the story? No, well, I actually, I got into, well, short answer is, yeah, you're right, we can't, or should I say no, but I went in and I made the text massive granny size on my phone, <laughs> so I can actually see, there's something in those bushes right there, and I just can't get an eye on it, Yeah. but after, Craig and I have already seen a snake on the way in, um, and he was not happy to see me. Uh, did you, do you reckon you got a good photo of that? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was unhappy. I got a video, which is pretty average, but no, it's already... there's something else creeping up in there. And I'm just a little bit conscious of it. <laughs> Partly because I've spent um, this last weekend, I went away for four days to a good friend of ours property and it we saw a lot of snakes a lot of nope ropes a lot of wriggly sticks uh, in the time we were there considering that we were only there four days I think we saw I think we saw four mm. uh, one was most definitely 100% uh, nasty like not only did he act nasty but he was just think about the nastiest looking snake you've ever seen he had every character trait a mm. physical trait even uh, so I was with my with my three sons and two dogs it, it was quite the uh, <laughs> quite the experience <laughs> and what did the dogs do did they go near it they didn't but neither of them saw that one. Um, yeah, actually, on all occasions, they were just 
I was going to say in the wrong place, but they're in the right place, as in they didn't notice the snakes. We did, and we kind of, I just call them back and don't even really alert them to it as to not create any fuss around it. Sure. Um, but he, the, the young pup, so he's not even a year yet, he did see a little snake up near the cabin, and he jumped back, which I thought was a great, a great thing. He was inquisitive, but I called him straight off and he just let it go. He, I think he got the idea. But back, back to this other snake, it was like a burnt orange color, bright, bright sort of burnt orange. It had these like stripes across it, like sort of like a tiger sort of pattern on it. And then its head was, think about, uh, you know what it, like a death adder's head looks like? Like it goes real narrow behind mm. the skull and then it comes out almost like an arrow shape. Mm. It was like that and had white eyes. It was just, and it was called back, not impressed with us. I mm. was not really impressed with him. So you didn't identify it, you don't know what it was. Well, no, I took a photo and I, I haven't had a chance to be honest oh. to. Um, to actually sit down and look through the snake book or look online. Yeah. Uh, I am keen to find out because, to be honest, I've never seen that snake in my life. Mm. I mean, I don't mean that exact snake. That's quite obvious. <laughs> I mean, that species. <laughs> uh, yeah, never seen. It'd be funny if I had seen that. Maybe that exact one. Like, oh, that's Frank. There don't worry is. about him. him He's uh, always cranky and always here. So just you, give him some distance. What do you expect? We were, we were there swimming in the stream and we just put down all our gear. And uh, then my son was standing in front of me. I was sitting, not unlike I'm sitting right now, which is not good for podcasts, but I'm just sitting on a rock. Mm. And he looked over my shoulder and went, oh, everybody, snake. And I, I didn't move. And I said, okay, it, is it safe to move? And he said, yeah, it's watching us, but it's a couple of meters back. I said, I'll just have a look. So I looked, just kind of slowly looked over my shoulder and I probably had two meters distance, which is not a lot, but I would consider based on the size of that snake that that would be within striking distance mm. just, but, uh, he was more intent and kind of standing his ground. He was full in the, what do you call, I don't know, the S shape, whatever you want to say. Like he was ready to go. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Already. And we hadn't even done anything. Like he was just not happy. I mean, I was getting undressed. Like that's probably <laughs> enough to get anyone's back up, especially if that's your yeah. front yard. You've done something. And some so. clowns turn up. Like yeah. there's three kids and me and then two dogs and we all start taking our clothes off in front of him right. fair enough right. so anyway we just the boys moved away i said you guys move i'll stay in between you and and the snake uh and i had a hiking pole just as not as a weapon more as if he's going to go for anything snakes go for the closest thing to them Mm. Uh, in which case I would have just held the pole out in front of me to distract it. Uh, and they moved back. We moved all the gear sort of 10 metres away. And then it took quite a while for him, like a good 10 minutes before he was 
simmered down and then went off back into the rocks and we just kept swimming after that. So yeah, I'm a, yeah, I've seen a lot of snakes and then the one up near the cabin, I think that was a friendly. I think I think it was a green tree snake. Um, but I saw this photo the other day of about 10 different snakes of varying degrees of olive, shades of brown, shades of green. Hmm. And it said all of these are um, brown snakes. Yeah. Which are I, our most, uh, is it most deadly or definitely in the, in the top uh, kind of tier, I, right? I think they're most aggressive and therefore uh, most attacks happen from there. Yeah, very I'd common. agree with that. I think the Taipan's the one that is it as far as, as far as venom goes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I bet the brown snake's up there. And as you say, they're not happy chappies. So anyway, back to my point is, I'm not prepared these days to look at something that looks like a cute green tree snake yeah. and go and just then start fiddling with it or walking <laughs> up to it. I just, I treated that thing like it was deadly and kept, gave it a wide berth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, got the dog away from it. It, it. it went under some rocks and we didn't see it again. But then the, the one of the other ones we saw so one of them I didn't see, only the boys saw it go into the bushes. And then one I did see, it was like right on the borderline. Like I would say, I'd say that's a juvenile brown. Mm. Um, there's no way I would bet money on it being just a green tree snake. So we, we kept our distance from that fella as well. Mm. So yeah, like within four days, that's kind of a lot. That was about one a day. I think it almost worked out to every day we saw one. Um, eh, which is why, and we've already seen one on this hike this, um, this afternoon. So I'm hearing this rustling, which I think is just leaves dropping, but uh, it could be a snake eavesdropping. How's about that for some poetry? Yeah, just don't know. And I've got my back to the bank, which is just silly. <laughs> that python wanted a piece of you today. <laughs> oh, man, I've never seen one, A, move so quickly, and B, be so, so utterly, like, disgusted that I was near it. I was really excited because it's just a medium-sized, small one. Yes, and it's small. I'd say small. And if you compare that to... So you approach it and then... <laughs> all of a sudden it was like nearly on you <laughs> oh my gosh even you i don't know what were you getting your camera out or something yeah, because you've looked back and gone what did he just go you and i said yeah he went me big time like he yeah he turned around he, had his he head yeah. turned did a 180 so it was a python they tend to move slowly it was in the shade yeah. i can only guess that he'd been in a sunny pocket for the last couple of hours because he was juiced up as in mm. he was pumped <laughs> that thing moved quicker than i guess because it was more agile as well you know the the bigger older ones perhaps just go ah whatever lazy it's <laughs> too much effort yeah so that's fun snakes all around um hey perfect segue as always mm. another funny story about snakes our friend ross Remember, how's he going? Well, he's going fantastic because it turns out 
he reposted that video from about three or maybe even six years ago. <laughs> Oh, because I saw lots of posts recently thinking he must be fine. Yeah, yeah. And no mention of so it. So I went back <laughs> to check, and I went back to write to him and say, hey, mention you on the podcast, something for you to listen to while you're sick in bed. And then I, I watched it again. I know I was reading the comments and someone said, I hope you're okay. And then he responds and says something like, oh, yeah, I'm all good. This video was from 2017. I'm, I'm just pulling that date out. I, something like that. Put it this way. It was at <laughs> least three years ago. Um, uh, and he's, he says, oh, yeah, no, that video was from ages ago. And I went, oh, my gosh. Classic. That's crazy. So um, I... I did comment and I said, expect that potentially to have people <laughs> giving you well wishes because I told everybody that you were in hospital and he just <laughs> laughed and said, oh, better late than never and uh, and no worries. <laughs> so he, he took it by heart. So I hope I didn't, I hope like that of his friends listened to the podcast and went, oh my gosh, he's been bitten again yeah. on the same finger again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm glad you cleared that up. Man. Yeah, it's important, I think, to clear that up. I've been talking about it. I mean, it, we but... hardly make mistakes on the podcast, so. No. It's um, good to just be honest. <laughs> you also. Oh, mate, we're just a wreck. You also have to apologise probably... to the entire country of Africa. Would that would I be correct? <laughs> Continent? Yeah. Yeah, for. <laughs> accusing them of having a filthy rat-like creature by default. I remember sending you the picture of this yep. agouti that I got mauled by. So you by. got the name wrong, right? <laughs> Were you calling it something else? No, well, you did get the name. I, I, I realised it was from South America. Yeah. Not not <laughs> not, not Africa, Africa or South Africa or whatever I said. General, I think you just said <laughs> Africa. Africa. Generalisation. So I know nothing, and it's probably. You should double check. Let me know what the most deadly snake in Australia is because it may not be what I said before. Who oh, knows? Maybe we should not comment and we'll make any, maybe any facts. We don't talk on the podcast. Right. We just just be have here. you know that you just hear the odd cough like <clears throat> just clearing our throat. We just kind of hang out. There's a stream. Nice sounds. And then an hour later we say because we can't probably get it wrong by just saying thanks thanks for listening guys yeah i uh, hope you enjoyed that yeah uh we can guarantee that that podcast did had exactly zero misinformation because we didn't say anything <laughs> that's it's almost that probably it's almost where it's going to go uh for the future of the podcast i'm just yeah, trying to get a bit more comfortable on this rock the uh I do have a little camera going. Not sure where or when I'll use that footage, but if you do ever see that, or maybe I'll take a screenshot from it. I've got a nice little recliner here. Yeah, it's a good spot. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the Ross news, and that's that's our apology. Well, my apology on that. <clears throat> Sorry, <throat> Africa. <laughs> we have listeners there too, by the way, Craig. You think, oh, that doesn't matter. Well, you're wrong because there's there's listeners there and no, it was they've been fuming for weeks 
Yeah. Thankfully, a, nobody's messaged me. Definitely a South American rat got me on the finger when I was, <laughs> when I was a kid. South American. Is it a rat, though? Are you still generalising? I, I called it a rat. Yeah, well, there we go, guys. Pretty <laughs> the, much, the, look, the it wasn't a rat. The picture says rodent, so that... Okay, but that's not a rat. I think a rat is a rodent. As in, a, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like okay. a mouse is a rodent, a rat is a rodent. All right. So it's it's a rodent. Okay. Now rats are sitting out there listening to the podcast going, Okay. Come on, man. That thing's not even a rat and you're blaming us. South African animal. South American animal. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> now there's South Africans unhappy. What are you talking about, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it's not our animal. <laughs> Yeah, I try to offend as much as I can. Well, it's going really well in that regard. If that's your goal, you, you're succeeding. Uh, I'm going to just keep telling you about my trip because we haven't even spoken. Is that cool with you? Yeah, man. Uh, we've, 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 uh, I think that's all the apologies. Right. Yeah. We don't, I mean, I don't expect to talk about Arkansas this podcast yeah but if i did that's exactly how i'd say it mm. something and and quite an interesting observation when i took the dogs out hiking so it, i have two dogs they're both australian working dogs so they are bred to work cattle both highly intelligent both are under two years old still and <clears throat> They're on Instagram. The eldest one is Skippy. She's almost two. And the youngest one is Ranger. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he's almost one. When Skippy was a pup, I took her out there. And she's a bit too small to get over rocks and logs and stuff. She was a real pup, like 12 weeks old. Uh, but then later on, I took her out to a friend's farm and she ran with their working dogs around the cattle. And literally, in the span of three days, she was a different dog, yeah, in a good way, just completely different. Mm. It, it just blew my mind. It was uh, incredible. And I, I think it's just by putting the dog in the environment for which it was bred and giving it a purpose. And Exactly the same thing happened with Ranger on this trip. He was just this kind of goofy puppy at home. And within 24 hours of... I wouldn't even trust him off the lead when we got there. For the first day, I wouldn't even trust letting him off this 20-foot rope. Yep. Because I thought he would see a wallaby or a kangaroo or a deer or a goat mm. and he would just run and run and run until he was so lost and exhausted and I'd never find him again. Yeah. And so I kept him on a, this 20-foot rope and even on the first hike, I kept him on this rope so he could still feel like he was, you know, exploring but ultimately I had something to grab. By the second day... He just changed and I let him off and his recall, so like calling him back from things he shouldn't be doing or just mm. in general just 
Skippy's almost flawless, like she'll come back every time. Mm. And he just got it, like, he just got it. It was fascinating. It was like a real proud dad moment. Yeah. Just watching him evolve. And there's that thing and it's the same with kids. Uh, and that is to see true growth in your children or any children, even if you're a coach of a sporting team or something, you need to give responsibility. Like you need to give them the opportunity to A, make a decision on their own and B, make a mistake on their own. And that's how you grow. And so I gave him the opportunity to run off and be silly and there's a few times I called him back I didn't I didn't um get angry at him or anything I just just said hey you know that that's a bit too far like out of my sight I I want you back here and once he understood that it was incredible Skippy already does this she'll go 20 30 40 meters ahead and she'll stop and look over her shoulder and stand there for like a full minute and wait for us to get mm. halve that distance and then she goes ahead again and then she stops and looks and she basically had ranger trained to do exactly the same thing within two days cool. it, it was incredible and there's uh there's so many occasions where i just tested you know to see if they would come back and the, the dogs or the kids Oh yeah, the kids. So there's a different whistle for each, because <laughs> there's single whistles for the dog and doubles for the kids. No, it's good that she could be there for a few days. I'd imagine the first day that the dog would have something in its eye that it just wants to go and explore. Yeah, and you just restrained it. Every, like five thousand billion smells. And then on the second day, you let it have the chance to test its limits or mm. sort of have a bit of an explore. But it it knew that you could restrain it if it didn't. You know, yeah if it didn't behave itself. So that's good. No, it worked out fantastically. And there was two occasions where he chased a wallaby and just for anyone getting uptight, he's got no chance in the world. No. Like he's chasing the dust of a wallaby. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was way ahead, but he ran into this thick kind of brush and I thought, oh, here we go. If he doesn't stop, I can't even see him. And so, I called him and it took a good minute and then he came bounding out of the bushes back to me and I thought, well, that's about as good as it gets because he had something in his sights. He was fascinated by it. Mm. These dogs don't want to hurt animals. They're just, they are herd animals. And so they want to round stuff up. I got this photo of Skippy Craig. So we got down to the... I'm jumping all over the place here and I don't care. We got down to the waterfall and as we came down, so we, did, we didn't go down the steep bit, we went looped around the back the yeah. way that I think we came, yeah. which means nothing to anybody here, but I'm just telling Craig's story, so relax. <laughs> as we've walked towards the waterfall out of the, that loop, there was this massive billy goat sleeping and i got to within three four meters of it and it was 
fully, fully asleep and the other goat that was with it, I mean, if I was that goat, I would be so angry at, and I would never trust my friend again because the other one got up silently and then trotted off. Like that's not what they normally do. They normally jump up, they d do their call and the other one wakes up and they run off. I've seen it a hundred times with goats. This one just got up and went, I'm out of here. You, you Joe, can this on your own. Joe, are you awake? Oh, it's too bad, mate. It, it's, there's literally four people and two dogs. I'm out of here. And then, so he wakes up. The two dogs had gone past him and were on the other side of him. And there's me and my three kids on this side of him. He's woken up and looked either way and just thought, this is my actual worst nightmare of my life. And it literally took him five seconds to get his bearings and stand up. Admittedly, I think he's getting on a bit. He, he's very big and probably getting quite old. Anyway, he finally kicked into gear and took off. And so Skippy, the older dog, starts rounding him up like a sheep. Yeah. Down in the thing. And, That's and, uh, and again, like not in any way aggressive, just purely like I, I want to contain you. You need to stop yeah. because because this is what I do, mate. You need to stop running. Yep. We gotta corral you. That's yep. what I do. This I is do my this. job. Yeah. Don't worry. Instinct, eh? I know what I'm doing. And she was she was on him and I was laughing and the kids were like, wow. And then I just called her straight off. And, and again, to the earlier point, the second I called her off, bang, she just went, boom, snapped out of it, looked at me, like, what's my next command? And let the goat go. And I thought, wow, that's, you can't ask for much more than that either. In the height of this massive excitement, she's just gone, yeah, okay, dad, I'm all good. I don't need to chase it. Mm. So it was just, just watching the evolution of these dogs. Well, not so much Skip because she was already amazing, but the younger guy was just, I'd say it just brought me great pleasure because we came back with a different dog to the one that we took there. Is that right? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Even that, so now at home, he's different. I'm more confident, uh, just different, acts different listens better just everything he's just hmm. he just went through his initiation out there and i got some cool videos of him trotting along in front of me down the trail just mm -hmm. just not being stupid just being absolute legends you know that's good man and speaking of legends like the kids were unreal as well uh we did some hard some hard hiking you know that last so on the way back from the waterfall, basically the climb from the river to the car. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That, on my Garmin, it was uh, <clears throat> 600 metres and it was 110 metres elevation. Yeah. Just be. in that. Yeah. And we punched that out in 23 minutes or something. And that's including an, an eight-year-old. Yeah. It just smashes that's, out. That's pretty high quality. And that was yeah. at the end of um, the entire hike. So that was at the end of going all the way down. Can you hear something? Oh, it's a bird. 
Yeah. It's a bird up here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, nothing much. <clears throat> Craig's got the headphones on, so he's getting a heightened sense <laughs> of what's going on, but I don't, so I'm just hearing naturally. I can <clears throat> hear it all. Both, it's back so. here. It's back there. That's the problem. I can't exactly see Oh, where you it's can't pinpoint from. it because you can't turn your head. <laughs> no. I mean, it's not working. Yeah, he's back here. He's probably coming. Oh, there he is, right there. See above that pool? It's a, I think it's a fantail. Yeah. There he is. Oh, he's having a swim. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> the cutest thing ever. That's cool. He's, what's that, five meters? <clears throat> yeah. Can, can you hear the chirping in the headphones? Yeah, I would have just heard him splash, I reckon. I'll just, um, let's be quiet for a sec. <laughs> oh, and he's off. And he's off. That was him just having a little bath in the water, eh? Oh, and he's back again. Oh my gosh, he's cute. Oh, I probably can't hear that on the audio. But yeah, it's, it's cute to watch. So cool. It's good for us anyway, you know. It was, it's all about us. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth me trying to film that because it's, I don't know what that is. That is not, I don't think that is a fantail. It's acting like one. Oh yeah, it, put it this way, it's not, we're um, what, two hours from our house, which is probably like three hours from our local area that we do hike. So things are slightly different down here. Mm. Oh, there's a second bird now coming down the bottom. Yeah. He's gonna have a swim as well. Oh, that's cool. I love little birds. Uh, like, I saw in this meme or some Twitter comment or something that one day you're just hiking and then you just get to a certain age where all of a sudden you're just into birds. Bird watching. Just overnight, you're just like, oh man, birds. <laughs> what type of bird is that? Oh yeah, that's a, that's a fairy wren. Oh, awesome. I'm going to look that up when I get home. It's happening already. It, oh, it's, been, it's been happening for about four years. Yep. Speaking of which, we saw some pretty cool birds down there. Uh, so yeah the, yeah, the boys did really well. <clears throat> we found a couple of swimming holes down there that were different different ones like I'd never swam in before and that was about it I chucked both of my eldest sons in the driver's seat of the four drive for a couple of k's cool yeah <laughs> both did their first drive it's a rite of passage right yeah exactly it was a bit, everyone kind of had a bit of an initiation of sorts yeah they did a probably a kilometer so what's that um I don't know, I'm not good at miles. Uh, 10 kilometers is six miles, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, 10 kilometers is six miles, so yeah. they did about one, one and a half, so probably a mile, maybe, just under. But yeah, they were great, man, they loved it. They couldn't stop talking about it, just. Yeah, good. It was really good. They did a great job, they were listening really well. The little, the little guy, the eight-year-old, had this slip. Uh, it was on this... We were going along this rock face that was probably... I'm not going to say 45 degrees, probably, like, less than that, maybe 30 degrees. And 
we've got to this point where we had to go in between these two rocks and he's held on to a rock about the size of uh, a basketball sort of thing and he's held on to it and he's he's made the mistake of putting both hands on it and putting all his weight on it rather than sort of having his feet stable and then one hand somewhere else and it, it was just in the dirt and it flipped down and he he kind of went down on his chest and then the, the rock bumped him in the top of the head and and it was for me I was sort of three four meters ahead and I just turned back and I had to watch the whole thing happen and he kind of slid down and, and the rock didn't do any damage it just went around him and but he was sliding towards this drop-off which was probably uh, when I was looking at it it in my mind it was like 10 meters high mm. but when I actually went over there and got him down it was probably one and a half meters like yeah. not, not even my height yeah and it's probably like my chest height shoulder height now still it could have he could have tumbled off there and oh, even yeah. like a one and a half meter drop is a broken arm broken leg concussion something like th th there's still that yeah and it, it kind of put a bit of a shock into me and uh, you know, as a parent or just anybody taking anybody hiking, you do, you are running some risk. Everyone's at risk uh, all the time hiking. And I don't mean that to be a, I'm not trying to make it out to be this dangerous pastime. I'm just saying it's a fact. Like we could twist an ankle here today. Yeah. Easy. Uh, you could have a full slip and go down on your forearm the wrong way on one of these boulders and you go to fractured forearm like the, these things that can easily happen mm -hmm. uh you know we walked past a snake as i said we went we were near some you know not friendlies on the trip mm. but at what point you know do you like i tried to educate him on <clears throat> afterwards like calmly like when he, he had he cried a bit he was in shock you know, it, well, the way he saw it was like he was sliding towards this 100-metre cliff because yep. he's so small. Yep. So we you know, gave him a hug and we calmed down. I calmed down a bit as well and said, oh, okay, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought, but when I look back and see a kid sliding down a rock, yeah. I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh. Knowing full well that we're at least an hour... Well, well, put it this way, if I had to carry him, we'd be an hour and a half to two hours from the car, two hours from the car, and then another hour and a half to a hospital. <clears throat> yep. So those things kind of went through my head, and it's... Uh, it's the next level sort of fear, mate, compared to when it's just yourself you When it's just about. yourself, that's exactly right, because if I break my arm, I'll just swear grip my teeth strap it up or whatever calm down mm. go to my pack get some you know some paracetamol or whatever i've got in there mm. 
try and mitigate some of the discomfort and then make a plan and move. Mm. Uh, but it's not the same when it's somebody else and it doesn't even have to be, um, you know, your own child or friend or parent or whatever. I think just anybody you're with, it just puts an extra level of... Uh, yeah, chance of accidents, but there's that everywhere. Just is that's right. Well, that's exactly right. And this is what kind of got me through it later was I'm thinking, gosh, am I a bad parent? That's, this you, is... might, you don't remember, but I did tell a story exactly the same with one of the twin girls. I actually caught her as she was um, hanging off basically a two-meter drop. Yeah, and, I um, vaguely remember that. Yeah, I thought, do remember she it. Thought, she tells the story that I, I saved her life, but, you know, it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't deadly. Yeah, so I understand. Maybe probably a twisted <laughs> ankle or something or a broken leg. So... You've got those risks and, you know, I've been hanging out with the kids at the beach a lot um, and lately and it's not not quite as, well, but they're not swimming in the surf, which is dangerous, but just going to Beachmere and hanging out on the, there's not much risk there. It's pretty safe. But then, yeah, comparatively, like you're closer to civilization. Accidents can happen. But they? they could walk down the steps at that place to yeah. the to just before the sand yeah. or on the way up uh, misjudge a step and um, so knock their two front teeth out you know you're on edge a bit when you take them out eh? yeah 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 and yeah. I mean I'm grateful uh, to have a 12 year old and a 14 year old and the 14 year old is really stepping up and I don't mean that I don't mean there was any obligation for him to do so. I mean, he's just, he's just taken things upon himself to look out for others and- Leadership. Yeah, he's, he's just, he w would be an even 12 year old to some extent, a valuable asset in the event of <clears throat> something happening where we had to split up, mm. you know? Mm. If we were there and we felt that if, for example, a snake bite, we don't want to be carrying people around because we don't want to move them, right? Sure. So, and I'm the only person that can drive a car, despite the fact I said the two of them can drive. <laughs> um, I'm the only one who can drive to help or even to get phone signal. I would be confident in leaving my pack with the two older boys and the younger one, you know, to look after the younger one or whoever it was. And then knowing that I can go and get help mm. and come back and know that, you know, they've got food, they've got water, like they know how to use the water filter even. Like they were doing that the whole trip themselves. Oh, can I, can I do the water this time? I'm like, yeah, sure, get into it. I've, yeah, it's good. Kind of, once it's a boring the... job. <laughs> Please do it. Of course it is. Yeah. Once you know, they got so... the training wheels off, right? And they yeah. kind of, yeah. And they know me. Like, they know that I would never stop. Yeah. They know that I will come back. They know that uh, I'll, I'll get back to them and that they just need to trust in, in giving me enough time to do so. Mm. So, but, it, but it's, it's not what you want to think about, not even talk about, but it is a reality 
and that they might not even be your kids. I'm not suggesting you just go grab them kids and take them hiking. If you if you don't know them, that's creates all sorts of things with the police and everything. You know, <laughs> just make sure you ha- you know the parents at least and have permission. But all jokes aside, it could be your niece or your nephew. Or you could have a young cousin. Uh, it could be a, a, a friend's, like you know. Um, it, it wouldn't be uncommon that, for example, one day, one of us might take the others, one of the other kids, along somewhere, right? Mm. In which case, I'm then responsible for someone else's child. Yeah. And obviously, I have a heightened sense of responsibility when my kids are with me mm. i know their capabilities but if it's another kid i'd be maxed out <laughs> you know yeah, just yeah and and to put it to be blunt i wouldn't even go to a crazy place i'd just be keeping it simple mm. you know like not doing anything crazy because mm. i just why add extra risk at all <laughs> it's already crazy enough <laughs> yeah we've got a lot of kids coming over to our place at the moment and you do worry that accidents can happen. You yeah, know. it would be on your watch. Awful to have to <laughs> tell the parent that you know something's happened. I happen. couldn't think of a worse conversation. Like even with dogs, like if someone looks after <laughs> your dog, or yeah. you look after someone's dog, and yeah, yeah, um, have to ring up. Like a friend of mine was looking after someone's dog, and they had to take it to the vet. Yeah, because it, they, she thought it was going to die, right. and I'm thinking, yeah. and so then she's ringing up. The guy on holidays going, hey, I had to take your dog to the vet. <laughs> now, they're really close friends, but you kind of think, like, the first thing I'd be asking, what did, what did you do? <laughs> Where did you go? Where did you take my kid? What did you feed my dog? Like, you just kind of jump to these things. You'd have, to, you'd have to be careful, though, and just be accidents happen, you know. You'd have to assume you've trusted these people yeah. in the first place. Yep. So that trust must extend if something happens. Because yeah, and I mean, you... I wouldn't let just anyone take my kids to certain places. Like, if it's a local playground, I would... There's a wider hmm. scope... Scope the right word? I would... The net would be cast wider for people I would think would be eligible to look after my kids at a playground. Okay. That is not the same amount of people that would be eligible to look after my kids in the wilderness. Like, that basically narrows down to two, basically you and <laughs> and, and another mutual friend of ours. Uh, and that's it. Like it's not, Yeah. I don't know, it's, as you say, the risk factor is high. Yeah. Um, it's... Um, Anyway, I mean, it's uh, it's just, I think it's worth talking about. I, I know a lot of our listeners do have um, kids or at least take nephews and nieces for hikes. It'd be, I'd be interested to hear um, just other people's opinions on this topic. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting topic. What, whether it's scary to take your kids out into the wild? And how, yeah, like how do you... Um, 
even though you want them to experience it. Of course you do, right? It's so like, valuable. Why are you going to shut them inside and say, hey, kids, yeah. I do this thing where I go hiking, I go canoeing, I like do this crazy stuff mm. in the middle of nowhere. It's really cool. That's too dangerous for uh, you. You're not going to take you because um, you yeah. should definitely play more Minecraft and other video games because <laughs> you can't hurt yourself if you're doing that. Yeah. But you can hurt yourself if you come out into these crazy places. Like, Mm. You know, like, what? it's not about being, I was going to say who's the better parent. It's not about being, oh, I'm better than you because I take my kids hiking. Like that, it's not that. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, <clears throat> I think out of the two, again, the same, the same uh, thing I said about the dogs. To have growth, you need to offer the opportunity to, you need to offer risk. So you need, there needs to be risk in the equation to have growth. Absolutely. Like you do not grow from, let's say you can run five kilometers and you just run five kilometers on flat ground all the time. You'll get very good at running five kilometers on, on flat ground. You're never gonna exceed that fitness level if you don't start going up hills, if you don't make it six kilometers or 10 kilometers, but like mm. you're just stuck and that's it. You, mm. You've not added any extra. It was, it's not so much risk in that case. But you, you get my point is if you're not adding potential for, oh, I don't know, it's a tough one. Like, you know, are you going to say that your kids can't ride push bikes? Oh, my, my middle boy mm. broke his wrist um, yeah. eight weeks ago mm. riding a push bike. So do I say, no, oh, I got to my three boys now I don't want any of you riding bikes because they're dangerous you can break your wrist no way no <laughs> mate my kids came uh, yesterday came inside covered in dirt from playing cricket in the backyard till, till it was dark <laughs> I love how somehow playing cricket to your kids gets them covered in dirt like what version of cricket is I that I know I don't care like, I loved it I loved what is it, it like Part rugby, uh, part, yeah, I'm sure it was part a game. gridiron. I'm sure they just call it classic catches <laughs> in their t in their in their um, yeah. world. But uh, you know, mate, any day this isn't a parenting podcast. But any day you can walk away from as a parent <laughs> is a good one, right? There's risks every day with kids. I, I it actually eats me up a bit worrying that something's going to happen. Phone's going to ring. You know, and, and, and definitely getting out into the wild, there's a lots of accidents can happen. Yeah. But that's where <clears throat> I want them to be. I'm, I'm well, encouraging it. <clears throat> you know, you don't, want, you don't want their first interaction with the wilderness to be... Um, I'm listening over my shoulder because I don't like the sound of that. <clears throat> you don't want their first interaction to be sort of at 16 or or finally they're 18 or mm. Mm. 21 or whatever you deem to be an adult and say, okay, now you're allowed to hike. That's too late. They're, they're not gonna, uh, yeah, I, I mean, and, and no, that, let me rephrase that. It's never too late to start hiking. We didn't do it until 10, 12, maybe 15 years ago. Mm. So it's never too late to start. It's never too late to be introduced to the outdoors. That's not the point I'm making point I'm making is you can give them so much value so much learning if the introduction is mm. small like small increments mm. early on mm. 
and then building on that. You yeah. know, yeah. I think when <clears throat> yeah, when your son gets to be the age of my eldest, around the 14, you're, you're going to sort of go, wow, the, I've really reaped all the benefits of having him. Like he's competent. Like when I when I'm sitting there making a coffee or whatever, and and my boys are filtering water just at the edge of the stream and I kind of look over and think well that's so cool like that's cool or if I say hey can can you just light the stove for me and they go oh really I can light it like of course you can go for it you know those things are they're again giving them responsibility for something that they see as beyond their level of uh competency or you know experience too and so, yeah, in, encouraging, although there's risks to get your kids out there. Absolutely, mate. It's rewarding for them, for us. For yeah, us, look, you're, you're going to be the one that benefits later. I've always said this. When I've got my three Sherpas trained up, man, my life's getting <laughs> a lot easier, man. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm going to like, because I'll do all the packing. Yeah. So I'll have their packs, like, packed to the hilt. Yeah. And I'll just have a few <laughs> snacks in mine and a water bottle and the first aid kit and that'll be it. You bet. <laughs> so I've got this. I'm, my, I'm playing the long game. Right. This, this, is, this is all like training, in-depth training for these kids. I bet. Nice. Yeah. Hey, um, do you want, you feel like a coffee? I know it's late. We don't usually coffee in the afternoon, but... Yeah, mate, I'm going to make one in a minute. <clears throat> you, oh, well, I'm going to boil some water. So okay. do you want a um, cowboy coffee or a yeah, cook coffee? Yeah, mate, yeah. Cook coffee, cook coffee. I know Robin will listen and he will he'll judge my Swedish, so I've got to try and get that right every time. It's yeah. getting a bit fresh down here. That's the other reason I think there's just a bit of a breeze. It's the other reason I was thinking that maybe it's a hot drink. Yeah, apologies um, if that breeze is coming through on the... Yeah, it's more likely to be hitting my mic because it's hitting me on the chest, but um, I've got a jacket there. I'm even considering chucking that on soon, but um, excuse all the banging and everything. I am going to, well, it's very interactive because I'm going to make coffee as we we go. I'm not going to say no to that. That sounds good to me. You're a smart man. Mm. I'm just checking literally smelling the pot to check how well I cleaned it last. Um, that looks like moss on there. Right. As in not slime, but some okay. moss from putting it down. Uh, yeah, so I'll do... I can smell the coffee already, mate. That's, yeah, yeah. did you just, you just come out of that bag? Yeah, it's, it's in a Ziploc wow. bag, but it's surprising how... Oh, that's not it. It's surprising how much you can smell it those are fresh grounds i did that um about what's time i reckon about six hours ago six hours ago i ground that six and a half hours so they're good to go uh now this podcast we well, are already going to know by now because you would have seen the title of it right uh but we haven't mentioned it and that is, this podcast was meant to be the 10 things that you wouldn't hike without. Right. Which, still happy to go into that, uh, but I'm going to make a coffee while I do it. 
let's do it. Yeah. So let me put some caveats in. They're not. They're basically just. I want to stipulate a few things because Craig, Craig and I chatted on the phone last night, and he says, "Well, what about?" you know clothes and stuff i'm like well let's just assume that you're closed because if we're going to say 10 things that i won't hike without it's definitely going to include <laughs> underwear socks <laughs> pants and a shirt like i'm not doing a uh what's that show naked and afraid not no uh no oh, no i don't need any of that my 10 items are a knife a torch <laughs> but you didn't say clothes <laughs> what you're not taking clothes so yeah, let's just get that. But even boots, right? I mean, well, wait, you, you're going to wear you boots. You can wear whatever so shoes you want. I, I mean, that. I'm not going to. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm not going to go into that. Like, not, just, just. But things that we always take with us. I think it's that, more like things that are in your pack or your pocket, you know. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And there might we, be. We, we're making the assumption that you, you understand that we're closed, and that when we give you this list, we're not suggesting that this is the only thing we're carrying. The other thing I wanted to stipulate is this is not by any means the only 10 items we carry. Look, we're not trying to make this, I'm not trying to say this is a challenge. Like the question's not what 10 items would you take if you can only take 10 items. That's not this. This is what are 10 items you would never go hiking without. Now that includes day hikes. So, uh, not just overnight. And again, going back to your point earlier, let's just say it right now that we're not talking about things like um, your backpack. Like, don't put backpack as an item. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put, don't even put tent or sleeping bag because if you're going on a day hike, then that's not applicable. I guess what we're trying to get to is mm. those first 10 things you make sure are in your pack every time. Uh, probably have a lot of similarities and probably have a few oddball things as well. Mm. Uh, now, Craig sent me his list last night via text and then he tried to change it later because he <laughs> panicked. This, and this is what I'm scared about, mate. I, I scared I because I told you you could take more than 10. Don't be scared. <laughs> I, I, no, no, I sent you my <laughs> list. You haven't sent me yours. How do I know if you're going to be just laughing at my list now, saying, you said what? Well, I'm not, I've already been laughing. They're probably I can't believe completely you. different. Or I can't believe are they, it. Are they the same? That's what I want to know. Mm. Is yours the same yeah. as mine? Well, I'll tell you. All will be revealed. <sighs> because I did write my list and compared it to yours. And, uh, spoiler alert, there are a lot of similarities. And then there's a few things that sway in that. And this is what's interesting. And I didn't actually think it would be this interesting, which is really good to say that on the podcast. I was going to make a topic that I thought wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what I found interesting was, I guess, the thought, the thought process behind... Um, and to be honest, like I read your list and... Okay, yeah, they all make sense. There's nothing that I went, wow, that's weird, except for the Bluetooth speaker. That was weird. <laughs> uh, then, but like, I didn't even flinch when I saw, like, mm, hairdryer, because I know that that's pretty, I mean, that's a staple for you. If you have to give up something like, uh, you know, a water purifier to take that, you will, and your iPad, stuff like that. So, yeah. 
But I, I before you tune out, I am joking at some of that <laughs> about some of that. Um, no, there were things that I thought I everything you had there. I thought that makes sense to me. But at the same time, there were things that I went, do not care. Like absolutely don't care. I will hike now without that. I don't have it today. Like this, and I'll get to this. There's things I don't have in there that you got on your list. Like, I don't care. Literally just uh. whatever. Like who cares? And that's uh. not. I'm not trying to say that like with any bravado or everything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm so tough. I don't need those things. I'm just saying. Mm. I just went. Oh no, that doesn't. I don't care if I don't have that. Like it just. That, that doesn't matter. So, it's turned out to be more fascinating than. Yeah, that's I anticipate. I'm worried about is that I haven't. Well, yeah, that you should be worried because <laughs> I mean, what you wrote. It's it's basically this is this is just going to be it's, judging what you wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> no, it's not a, like that. A critique of my list, right? <clears throat> no, and it's not. It's not that. Anyway, I'm well, just kidding. Well, you're making a copy, so just to be clear, it's not like you know shelter or food or clothing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if it these was, are ten, ten items, I never go that you would put in your pack. I never go hiking without coffee, but that's not on my list. That's exactly right. Okay. I didn't put that in my list because I thought, well, only an idiot would ask me that. Oh, oh is it's, it? It's part of your food, you know. Oh yeah. That and that's another thing is I didn't even write food because. Mm. These are things which are the things we're talking about are kind of like staples. Like, you know, of course you're going to have clothing. Of course you're going to have a backpack. Of course yeah. you're going to take. It's kind of like water. Once, once like, you've got that. Yeah, that's right. Staples. Why, why am I going to say, oh, one of my ten items is water? Well, of course it is, you idiot. Like, don't go hiking without water. Yeah. So that's not one of my ten items. These are additional things that sometimes are fall into the category of creature comforts. Yeah. Sometimes uh, things of interest. Sometimes safety. Safety. A lot of safety, I would say. Reading your list and looking, reflecting on mine. And I don't know. Look, I feel like I'm talk, talking about it like it's something I'm never going to reveal <laughs> to the list. It's like Tom, get come on, on just it. tell us the list. You we idiot. get it. Just tell like, us what we're your not ten things are. Man. It's like we're intelligent listeners, Tom. Despite yeah. the fact that we. Uh, listen to this podcast. We're those clever ones. <laughs> I'm just making my way over to uh, the stream here. I'm taking my little microphone with me. Oh, okay. And Craig, we're going to be drinking the beautiful, look at that, crystal clear. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, oh, I just made the mistake of putting the whole pot in the water. Okay. Remember that uh, the water collects in the bottom of the, and then it goes. Makes a lot of noise. There's these flutes underneath our pots, which my understanding is they're there to stop uh, crosswinds when you're trying to heat up water on your stove. And when you scoop water straight out of the stream, which is something I realize you don't normally do, because you might pour from a bottle. But when you do that, it fills the little flutes with water, and then you put it straight on your stove, the water drips straight into the oh, holes yeah. in yeah. the stove, and um, yeah. Yeah. it's happened to me twice, and the, it, but is it so long in between? Do you remember it happened on the canoe trip? I couldn't work out what was going on. And then I remembered it had been so many years since I'd done that, something so stupid. I'm just moving some rocks. 
not moving him too much, just... I just need to get a stable area for this. I think that's about the best. Let me just get this out. Yeah, quite a bit in there. That's yeah, weird. it carries heaps. It's weird because it kind of creates this surface tension and it just sits in there. Mm. Yeah, that's not the most stable base I've ever put my water on, but <laughs> it's going to be all we've got. It's kind of level. It's kind of dipping that way. Anyway, let's get the stove on first. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I will, when I'm not, when I'm not as occupied, I will look at the list. Okay. I promise. Oh, unless, sorry Craig, I didn't mean to jump straight to that. Is there anything news, news worthy you want to chat about? No, no, no mate, since, since we're doing these again, it hasn't been that long since I've seen you, so it hasn't been too much happening. It's, um, yeah. Well, that's, um, did I tell you in the last podcast, I think I forgot to mention it, I went hiking with a group for the first time oh, ever. Oh, you did say that? Did I yeah. say it in the podcast or did I you just did, tell you? mate, I remember, yeah, you did. I'd said it in the podcast. Yeah, okay, have good. you been out again with them? No, no, but there's another one with um, the same leaders coming up in about two weeks yeah I'm 90% sure so, yeah you did we may have to well, I'm not going to repeat the whole thing but I for the first time ever I went hiking with a group um, of uh, meetup there was a hiking group and I went with them and um, it was a fantastic experience I think I did say that it, it just yeah. met people I would never have met yeah. and it was just a different vibe different pace so those same two leaders are doing another uh, another one, they do them pretty much every weekend. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do that in two weeks' time. And then I've got another, a different group coming up in about six weeks' time that I'm gonna sign up for. So it's um, it's interesting. It's so different to what you and I do. Um, but oh, I know what I didn't tell you, because it was since then was uh, they, they took us on to two little summits that I'd never done personally, and that's why I was interested to get someone else to take me somewhere. And the very next weekend, I took um, the three boys up uh, one of the summits, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just fantastic. Because I'd already done it with this group. I thought, well, I know that my kids mm. can do this. So we went back and... Was it Mitchell? No, 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 it was, um, no, this was up at, um, near Tiburgaga. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah right. <clears throat> um, it was, uh, really cool and, um, that, yeah, they want to go back again. It was like such yeah. a cool little oh, thing. Cool. So, um, yeah, I think there's, that, you know, and there's probably a lot of people that go in groups all the time. It's just never been our thing. We just have this couple of people that we hike with and that's that so um sorry man i, I cut you off did you it was, you didn't have anything else there that you wanted to no mate i'm keen okay. to right. keen, keen to jump into the list i'll tell you what i'm gonna did i even bring a spoon not that i need one but i'm, gonna, I'm just gonna use a stick i just want to break 
break the surface of that um, mm -hmm. with a stick and get that coffee grounds mixed in. Hopefully that's this stick is clean-ish. Good one, that looks good. There we go. Alright, so I just want to make sure that was not just sitting on the top. It smells good, mate. There we go. Okay, so coffee is on. Um, let's start with the first one on your list. Did you do them in any order or is it just a coincidence? Is it uh, I, I kind of felt like the order you put yours in was of kind of like the same order I'd go in. It was highest priority, but... Oh, it wasn't highest priority, but I put a couple together because I thought they, they go together. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. But I didn't. So... It's probably not Do you remember what the first one was on your list? I think it was the inReach, wasn't it? No. Fail. <laughs> I don't How about I just Do you want me to, it? Do you want me no, to tell no, you? No, no, I'll read it. No, this is not a guessing game. <laughs> this is not for me to tease you. Uh, I just thought you might know. It, it was Grail. So the, oh, yeah, the water yeah. purification... That's what it was. Um, <laughs> ...bottles, right. if you want to call them, is, is the brand name is Grail. Uh, we're not officially sponsored by them. Uh, we did get Grail sent to us uh, to review, and we did a, a video on YouTube of that, um, which has had a bazillion views. And mm -hmm. I personally know so many people who have said, oh, I got one after watching that video. Yeah. Um, so that was my first one on the list as well. Like, it's a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. I just yep. don't... I go on... Um, hey, can you watch that? Just hang on. I'll see if I can just turn it down a bit. <clears throat> it, it is downish, but downish is that a word? Yes. Okay, is. good. I'm just going to turn it down a bit. Come on. I, I think I'm, oh, I almost put it out. Okay, cool. Because uh, I've just got to get some fresh water in my grail. While I'm talking about grails, uh, because when you're doing cowboy coffee or cool starting to starting to go there. Yeah, gosh, I've t chosen the absolute worst time to leave it. I've got some water for you. Um, Use this. Oh, is it that just cold water? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. Here you go. Um, can you? It's just it's nearly full. Okay, this is going to get real tricky because now I need to put a timer on because you want to if you don't know what um hang on i can't do seven things at once let me just put a timer on. i can count for you then you're going to count to eight minutes for yeah. me okay good <laughs> <laughs> okay i got time i got timer on there i'm going to do eight today uh yeah so the idea with the cowboy coffee completely off topic is you want to Cowboy coffee, you want to get it to a rolling boil and just keep it there for in the vicinity of sort of seven minutes, they say, but I like to run it up to eight or nine. Um, and Kokafe is the Swedish version, which they do not allow it to get to a rolling boil and will not allow it to um, break the surface. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've tried it both ways and it's a lot easier just to let it break the surface because you don't have to keep Watching it, fussing yeah. over it. And on these hiking stoves, 
uh, like I have to actually have to physically lift it up or else because I can't turn it down enough yeah. that's um gosh we didn't even get through one episode without talking about how to make coffee again uh. and if anyone's heard that before they think gosh Tom you already taught us that like six years ago yeah anyway grails I personally I mean, you could put that in the category of just water, water purification in general if you didn't want to say a brand, but we're just being completely 100% transparent with what the, the exact specific <clears throat> equipment we take, and it is the Grail. I love the Grail because it's a, a hard water bottle. Um, it's robust. It doesn't have any kind of moving parts that can break. What it means for the hike and you jump in whenever you like, Craig, but it means, sure, you can take... Look, on the hiking I did last weekend, I took two litres in my um, caribou bladder. Mm. It's just for if I was away from the stream, like going up or down a mountain, I could have a sip of water. Yeah. But I would pretty much not touch that, and as soon as we get down to the stream... We just all muck in and hydrate again, just straight from the stream. And so I guess my point is you can carry water, but if you know you're hiking to a place where there's going to be water mm. that you can filter, yeah. then you you go unlimited. Like Put it this way, imagine how much water I would have had to carry for um, myself three kids and two dogs mm -hmm. if there was no stream yeah. on the hikes we did. We did some pretty big distances and, and a lot of it was taxing like up super steep, up and down steep terrain. So we were sweating a lot. Mm -hmm. It was hitting 20, 25, 27 degrees Celsius. Yeah. And we had unlimited water. Mm. And that's why I take the grail. Water's a big part of what what we need to have out here, it's it's one hands down every so many times um, compared to other options. We, it's, it's absolute gold. It's, we love them. We yeah. we had other options. We had options that yep. took longer. We had options that um, required two stages, so a, an initial filtration and then a sterilization. Um, so to remove sediment and then. And yeah. then the pathogens, but and they're not. It's not you know lightweight. If you want to just chuck a tablet in the water, go for it. But it's but then not your tablet. What do you got? Twenty minutes. You got to wait. Wait for it. Yeah. Twenty thirty minutes to, and the taste of the tablet in the beautiful stream yeah. water that you just got. <laughs> Can't remember how long it's been since I've done that. Actually, I've never done it. Literally, yeah, I did do it. Once. I didn't even know if I tested it once, but I had it in my survival kit. And it's still in my survival kit that lives in my car. Mm. Because I figure if I ever got stuck, real stuck, then that bottle of tablets could be useful if I didn't have the grail and I was just in my car. Yeah, sure. Um, no, it's definitely a good piece of gear. It's, yeah, they're robust too. Like, look at yours is all banged up. Mine's, mine's way older than yours and it's in great nick. Mm -hmm. My other one of that, so that's the GeoPress. That's mine's all banged up and scratched, and yeah, 
doesn't just doesn't change matter. the filter. That's all you do is change filters. I changed the filter after the canoe yeah. trip. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I'm ready to change mine on the GeoPress. It's made a difference and, yep, you know. Yeah. But it still works, even though the filter was probably... Well, that's the that's the beautiful thing about these is it's just up. harder to it's just harder to push down. It takes longer. Yeah. It doesn't reduce the effectiveness. Yeah. We're right, getting close to coffee. I'm telling you. What's right next? Now. Um. So you had specifically written uh, Gerber Crucial, okay. which is. Fold, like a folding set of pliers with a very, very cool little blade in it. Yep. And um, so what is it? It's just pliers, a blade. Is there another thing? No, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, it's got um, a little saw on it too. You sure? No. I'm going to go No, you're it. not. It's yeah. got um, blade pliers. Do you not pliers. have it on you? Are yeah, you I lying? do. Okay, good. Should I I'll get it? No, no. no. It's okay. I don't think it's got... I mean, the blade has a serration on it, but oh, it's not what, a flip-out saw. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of my Leatherman, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that's I the, just wrote that on the list because that's the one I take with me. Yeah, so I I wrote knife. Um, okay. Yeah, more general, but my knife is a Boca... Boca... I don't even know what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty aggressive little thing, nice little clip point I think and a nice little bit of serration as well I love a good serrated edge in the wild because they're a pain in the butt to sharpen but they're, they're just so useful if you want to if you say your blades knocked around a bit not quite sharp but you want to get through some cord real quick because it's mm. cord on your leg or whatever those little serrated blades just eat through anything mm. I, I did I did, I still own the Gerber Crucial and I still think it's fantastic. Uh, the pliers, it's so useful, like, oh man, it's just, mm. there's been times where I've taken a knife and wished I had the Crucial for the pliers. Yeah. I mean, a Leatherman does the, the same trick as you mentioned earlier. Uh, basically, we're talking about a multi-tool here. That's right. And, but the difference between this and a like a Swiss Army knife is, I guess, you know, a Swiss Army knife doesn't have pliers. Like it's, no. I think, a standout feature of this is if you had something embedded in your foot, like, yeah, a, a, I don't know what, a massive thorn <laughs> or something, and you and the tweezers wasn't cutting it, you could go to work with these pliers. Yeah. So yeah, good, good. Um, but let's just say any cutting tool is 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 going to be of great use. I've, I take it on even shorter. Oh, that's my timer. That means coffee's done. I'll just turn that off. Did I turn it off? Yep. And I'll try and turn the timer off. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, next one on your list, Craig, was InReach. That's the Garmin InReach. Which is a, what do they call those? Mm, satellite communication. Yeah, like a, they used to call them EPIRBs or something. No, it's not an EPIRB. PLBs, personal locator beacon. Yeah. It has two-way com communication though, which yes. is different to some of the other ones. Uh, n now, the, the, 
This is one of the ones, Craig. The reason that's not on my list mm. is because it, it will be a out-and-out out lie because my subscription ran out and there's something funky going on when I try and mm. extend my subscription. Mm. And so I just, I just chucked it back in the cupboard and I've been hiking without it for the last two months or three months. Mm. I've been on quite a few hikes and I've not taken it. It's a debate, mate. I, oh, um... Look, I'm not saying I shouldn't have. Uh, if that thing was, if I can work out, this is, if I had worked out that subscription this morning, it'd be with me right now. It'd be on the list, but I felt... Oh, you can't put it on the list because you don't. not to put it on the <laughs> list because, like, uh, like yeah. you could say to me, oh, yeah, grab yours out, and I'd sound like a complete fool. Yeah. Because I literally do not have it here. So I, I just couldn't, out of principle, put it on my list and say, hand on heart, yeah, I never leave home without it, but it's actually at home. <laughs> so yeah, let's say this one is, I'm not debating. Thanks for that water, mate. You can have that. Oh, shit. I'm not yeah. debating that. It shouldn't have been on your list. I'm debating it, uh, it that it should be on my list, but okay. I didn't put it on because... I can handle that, but I'll just tell you, they do not float. They do not oh float. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I lost one on the canoe trip. And, do you actually um, have a cup, mate, or do I have to provide you a cup? <laughs> I've got to walk over there, otherwise I was just going to say that. Um, I'll get, can I'll go. you reach? I can reach. Yeah, okay. I'll, just, I'll just start walking over there, but yes, it was... Um, <laughs> It was dark, just on dark, I think, and yeah, we pulled up at a, a uh, little jetty with the canoes, and I was leaning over the edge of the jetty, and it, it went in the water, and I watched it go to the bottom. That was... And you put your oar down, and you couldn't touch the bottom. I it was put that down deep. a... Um, it wasn't just my oar. I put down a kayak, double-ended kayak paddle, yeah. and pushed it all the way down. Yeah. You're going to... You're just getting to the end of that lead. I'll be right. I can Greg reach him. Greg is here. precariously perched, <laughs> leaning over to get his cup from gotcha. his pack. Um, yeah, so that all was taller than me. So that was in the vicinity of six to seven foot, and I was pushing it down with my hand under the water another foot or so and was not touching the bottom. And it's my fault. You're supposed to clip them to something, you know, and it was just in my pocket. It was so... Which I've got one in my pocket right now. Yeah. Uh, I've got a new one. But and it's actually... But you new... don't have it clipped on anything? No. <laughs> no, it's just floating around in there. No comment. <laughs> no comment. But um, no, I did... It's the newer version. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. That was sad to see that go. I, I knew what had happened the second I saw your face. I, oh, I know what that was. Uh, it's just I would If it was shallower, I would have dived in, but... When I checked the depth, I thought, that's getting to, I mean, that's a long, who knows how deep that was. And it's, to be brutally honest, <laughs> what that's... we're talking about is there's actually bull sharks in that uh, have been sighted and caught on fishing rods but exactly in that area. So That's what insurance is for, mate. So it's, Yeah, um... it's cheaper to insure that than it is for me to, Go diving down in the absolute pitch black with sharks. So yes, they uh, be careful with them, but they are really good and valuable. And you know, you can send a message from 
from most places. You can send um, you can send waypoints home. They you can people people yeah. can look up, uh, follow your journey. Yeah, yes. it's really cool. Yes, the new one auto like tracks. Kids. So the moment it's turned on, it starts breadcrumb uh, trails automatically. So it's very good, uh, easy to use. I've I've found it pretty useful. Yeah, I've enjoyed like through the testing process i was sending you and um another friend and then my family messages messages yep. and they're replying yep. uh they loved jumping on and looking at exactly where i was because uh, when i tested mine there's your coffee mate yep enjoy oh well um it was at my friend's property so they knew the general kind of area so they oh he's down the creek oh he's staying there the night and sort yep. of thing yeah yep. cheers mate thanks man but um because i it, didn't it's gonna be hot yeah um what did i put it on the list i better check my list but um navigation that's strong that's strong is pretty important <clears throat> and so if oh, yeah. you <clears throat> if you're going to go off trail too. If you want to have a list of 10 things you've got to take with, you've got to take some navigation, of course, and really good. The best navigation you can get is what you should have. Um, I think that goes on as my navigation because yeah. of how it ties in with my iPhone. I can keep <clears throat> a very close watch of where I am. We've got other modes of navigation as well. I don't, yeah. know, I don't think I put anything else navigation on the list. So I think oh, well, you put an iPhone. Yes, and there's a couple of number of reasons <clears throat> for that. If we talk about that, <coughs> excuse um, me, and, and that's definitely part of my navigation too. Yeah, so well, we can jump straight on iPhone because yeah. it is on my list as well. Yeah, and I think we get, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the navigation, but a compass is going to help you navigate, a map's going to help you navigate, but it's not going to send an emergency message to you. No. A rescue crew and that's what a plb yes. does yep. and you can argue all day about they're expensive and all of this sort of stuff and <clears throat> the subscriptions are expensive and um i will argue back and say okay so you're basically saying your your life is <laughs> is worth sub 500 dollars in total it's just ridiculous <laughs> like there's this argument is not even happening like go go away yeah <laughs> so I understand you can say, oh, that's not within my budget and <clears throat> or perhaps it doesn't concern you. And, and I appreciate uh, all sides of the argument, but, you know, Craig's right. Like this is something that to, to be able to just hit that button is um, if you never need it, fantastic. But if you ever did need it, you know, it's it's a yeah. very good brand. It's tried and tested. Yeah. Those birds are back. <clears throat> Oh look, that's a fantail right there, see? Oh yeah. That's the same one. Oh no it's not, it, the other one had yellow on its chest. That is a cute bird. So nice. Different to the, the, the wagtails, the woolly wagtail, Yeah, that, right? that, I have seen that type, um, you know, at Mount Me, like where we go. Yeah. I've seen that type. Yeah. But it's different to the suburban yeah, black mm, and white. Mm. Yeah, this is much smaller. I'd say a similar. third smaller. Yeah, but they just move the same, don't they? Yeah. Just hilarious. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah. So iPhone. It's a multi-tool. <clears throat> it is a multi-tool. It's camera. It's a camera and video, just for those quick things. It's um, 
you know, most definitely, I know we go to areas that right now I've got zero reception here, like absolutely zero, nothing. Like, I, I, there's nothing I could do if we didn't have your inreach here. I'd have to hike approximately, I, I think it would be at least one to two kilometers before I'd get into any range of any use. And yep. by that stage, I'm back at my car anyway. Yeah. So it shouldn't be relied on. What it can be relied on for is as a navigation tool, for example, uh, we use Topo Maps Plus, which uh, reviews for years and years, and I absolutely love it. Excellent. And it works when you don't have phone reception. It still works as puts you, GPS. Puts you on the map. It puts you on the map. You know where you are. Yep. In, in the vicinity of things. So you know how far a stream is or a mountain or your car. Like you could put, you drop a pin at your car when you leave, at the trailhead when you leave. Mm -hmm. you, you can always turn around and start pointing yourself back to that. And that is what I love. Mm -hmm. Again, should we be 100% reliant on? No, you could, you could drop it and smash the screen right now. But is it a... Would I call it a worthy navigation tool? Absolutely, I would. 100%. Yeah. The, the, the advancements in, in phones, I mean, it doesn't have to be iPhone. We just said iPhone because that's what we use. Whatever form of phone you use these days has, usually has the ability to do some crazy good navigation stuff. Mm. Yeah, this is how we do the navigation. Um, I remember when we started, there was a lot of debate that you should also carry a map because these well, devices can go flat. And Yeah, well, back then when we started, they, they didn't even have like, Google Maps. wasn't It, it only and, had the Apple Maps, and it was rubbish. Oh, yeah. And yeah. as soon as you got out, of, it just basically said, well, we, we, we don't know where you are because we don't have any phone reception. Yeah, it, it still can fail, like you said, but, but I don't carry a paper map anymore. I, 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 foolishly probably but you know let's touch wood that we don't have to um, yep. <clears throat> say geez we we got lost um, using what we use I think we can usually get, get yeah I, I mean I take I have taken a paper map on a couple of hikes I've got a map of this region and we did take that um, and I mean I think one time I took it and didn't even pull it out, but I knew I had it there. Mm -hmm. And in Tasmania as well, I did take the, um, the map you, that they give you. You have to, don't you? You have to carry it. Um, not sure. Like maybe it is one of the recommended things. Yeah, it's maybe it is. Almost required that you have it. But it's it, yeah, it's, they give it to you. I mean, that thing there, that that place is. Um, I mean. The trail's so well defined. Like you can't go off that trail. Yeah. You, you'd have to do something stupid, like go off the trail in a snowstorm to go to the toilet, and mm. then get disoriented mm. and and not find your way mm. back. Like it would have to be something like that. Mm. Uh, but nonetheless, what I do like about those sorts of things is it it did. Like it had things on there, and this is quite different to a normal map, I guess. <clears throat> because it has things on, well, this is the distance between huts and this is roughly how long it takes, you know, three to five hours or something. So 
you kind of get a gauge of how you're going, mm. but that's not that's not a stereotypical mm. topo map. So mm. probably getting a bit off track there. All right, so there's that three things, and now, <laughs> well, that was four. Oh yes. So. Um, okay, so you said your next one was head torch, and yeah, I'm with you, 100% head torch. Yeah, always I, throw it in. It's small. It it makes sense. So to have let, it. let me hear why it's in there. You're going on. You're on a day hike. Why did you put in a head torch? Oh well, the number one is in case we get caught out overnight. We've got it. Um, of course, I, I'm assuming you can use them for all sorts of things when you need to see in a dark spot, you know, or getting yeah. out of splinter or I, whatever it is. Yeah. Look. Uh, but it's just in case you get caught out. I'm 100% with you on that. I always, and and people say that, I know, oh, you're overcautious or something like that. I always pack like I'm going to get stuck out the night. Mm. Always. Just That's just how I pack. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take that much extra weight, but that's how I pack. I pack like I'm going to get rained on, and I'm gonna get lost and have to stay out for a day or two. Mm-hmm. That is why we've been out here for a couple of hours and I bought a stove. Now, yes, I want coffee, but mm. it's always we now have a source of, I'm not gonna say heat like we're gonna sit around like a campfire. I mean, we can make more coffee, we can heat up water and drink it to keep ourselves warm, whatever you want. Um, it's why I bring a lighter because if I had to can't, if I had to stay here the night with a broken leg or a snake bite while you went to get help, mm. uh, I'd go over there, the other side of the bank, and I'd build a very safe fire and I would sit next to it for the morale mm-hmm. and the warmth because mm-hmm. it's going to get freezing here mm. soon. Yep. Um, yep. I can, can feel you hear it. A frog? No. I can. There, did you get that? Yeah. It's over behind me. there weird it's just down behind these rocks so the sun is setting i'm the pace of this podcast i truly believe we're walking out of here in the dark at this point okay thanks for the coffee no worries (laughs) by the way and i'm happy to say i do have my head torch Mm -hmm. for the exact reason now i took it on i think three out of four of the hikes i did with the boys and we were hiking in the middle of the day. The one hike I didn't take it on, on the last, uh, sorry, the third day, we <clears throat> decided to stretch stretch it a bit and go back a different way. And the sun was setting. And I thought to myself, you broke your own rule. Didn't bring the head torch because you were scrambling around, couldn't find it because you used it last night and you threw it on your bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I thought, if this, if we're walking back in the dark and you don't have that head torch, you are a fool, an absolute fool. And it, we, you know, we got back with plenty of time, mm. plenty of sun left. But to break my own rule mm. and then and then be kind of like a late arvo like it is now, I thought that was really stupid. 
And so I put it on my list because it's gone back into the I won't do that again list. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, it does come in handy. Because that's the thing. It's yeah. not about getting stuck out overnight even. It's like, like tonight, there's a big chance we're going back, as I said, in the dark. So yeah. it's, I don't want to be walking across these rocks and through crossing the stream twice with, uh, with no head torch. Trying to use my iPhone stupid torch on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is a bonus for the iPhone. Yeah, I was really. going to say that actually. Just for like a quick grab. <laughs> mm. So we agree on we agree on the head torch. That's yeah. a no-brainer. Just chuck a head torch in. It's like a couple hundred grams. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, next one you put. You were very specific. Okay. You specifically said toilet paper. Nothing else, just toilet paper. Whereas in my list, I, I wrote it as a number two kit. So, <laughs> so my number two kit has toilet paper. Yeah. It's a big, like an oversized Ziploc bag. It has toilet paper. Yep. And it has um, a hand sanitizer. And a trowel. No, no. I, I usually use a stick or, okay. or my boot or both. Oh, because I was tempted to say, because I've got a little trail thing. Oh, do you have the trail with that? Yeah. So it's not just toilet paper then? No, but... You're it's, talking about Mate, you said business. write a list. I wrote it quick. I, I, yep. I must say this was a very quick... <laughs> what? Hey, th this is probably the best way to write it. I reckon. You didn't overthink it. It was, it was because we were packing for this too, and I said, well, what am I just throwing in my pack mm. now? And, um, yeah, that's, you know... Look, I'll accept it. I'll accept it <laughs> as you meant that it wasn't just just a toilet paper, okay? Okay, okay. Do it's, you carry hand sanitizer? Filthy it's possible animal I don't, you know. It's possible that I don't. I do. But, I mean, there's a stream here. Like most places we go, you can wash your hands or use some of your water bottle or whatever. Yeah. But I used to take those... Um, Little soaps. Those Cedar Summit flat... Yeah, little leaves Paper soap. thin yep. sort of thing. and you, Yeah, leaves. Yeah, and you, you basically add water. But I found them messy and a pain in the butt to use. And I didn't really like washing soap back into streams or, or water sources. And so I just stopped taking them. Now I use a hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. um, a small bottle, pretty cool little bottle make sure that that you don't buy some cheap one where you're gonna have the pump or something and you're gonna bump the pump in your pack yeah. or something's gonna snap off yeah, remember the time you had sunscreen <laughs> hanging off your pack yeah and we walk along for about two kilometers and i keep seeing this like white i thought it was white paint all over the path i'm like wow this, what's going on here and, <laughs> and, and then after two kilometers we realized that Craig had clipped this it's tiny on a, sunscreen on a carabiner thing. On a carabiner onto what a great his idea. pack. Yeah. And then the whole thing had broken off or unscrewed no, or whatever. Just because it hangs upside down. Oh, it hangs and upside down. So the, the bottle was there, the cap came off. Friggin' lid comes so off. So not only did you litter in the National Park. I know. Then it dripped sunscreen for two kilometres. Oh, mate, it was shame. It was shame. <laughs> It went all over my pants. It went all over my oh, pants. Oh, that's right. It's going down the back of your pants. <laughs> oh, it was, a, it, was a, it was funny in some ways. 
so yeah, I guess my point is, and that's why I put stuff like that in a Ziploc bag. Because if I, if there's some impact or I stand or sit on my bag or, sure. and, and it pops that sanitizer, I do not want that going through my yeah. sleeping bag or something. Yeah. So be careful with any of those sorts of things. But yeah, a number two kit. I'm telling you, you don't take it. That's the day you're going to need it. Good luck with those leaves. Good luck. Better hope you get a good one. Uh, okay, next on your list is uh, you've kind of got like this, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a forward slash, like an either or. You've kind of got hammock chair or like mm -hmm. a seat pad. Uh, we're both sitting on these gardening kneeling pads yep. that you can pick up dirt cheap at um, the uh, hardware store. Yes. And Craig put me onto them and I bought this. It slips down in between my pack and the pack frame because I have an external frame. Yeah. And I forget it's there. I'll take it on 10 hikes and won't use it. And then I'll remember it's as in I don't stop but then when I want to stop somewhere, yeah. it's always there. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I, but here's the thing. Oh, do you want to talk to that? Why that's important to you before I add my... What, the, the pad? Oh, a pad or and or a hammock chair. Like, oh, definitely. Definitely the hammock chair. It's um, been so useful and I always throw it in, even on little day trips, even when I'm just going... Uh, somewhere just with the kids, I just sit in the corner and hang, sit, hang out in my chair and... Um, my hammock weighs a kilo, um, my Hennessy hammock, and this thing weighs 300 grams, mm -hmm. um, and it sets up in moments, and it, it doubles as a, a rain cover, it doubles as a... Under it does require trees? Yep, you do have to have trees, I guess, but um, it doubles as a few things. It's got um, little tiny eyelets for making it into a tarp in the rain, and yeah, I value it, so it always goes in the pack. Two is one, one is none? Exactly. Yep, that's good. I'll pay that. They reckon it's like a, a water bin, so you can like... Oh, if you needed to transport water from... Yeah, okay, it's, interesting. It's useful for many things, that. Yeah, it's a little bit of... It sounds like a bit of a survival uh, kit item it, it of sorts, is. especially if it was pouring with rain and, but, but 300 and you could throw it over you. Grams, you know how they advertise those those zero, are they, chairs? That people... Oh, the fold-up sort of... Yeah. Yeah. Which you can hardly get to sit on a flat surface. Yeah, oh, they scare me, those um, things, to be honest. You know, the, the, the most expensive ones are, I mean, are about 600 grand. Yes, people are going to argue that there's it's more likely that you can use them uh, than um, a hammock. A hammock, but here's the, the point of this. Are those birds back? It's awesome. Uh, the point of this is what we take, and... Yeah, yeah, sure. Craig knows the area he's hiking in or intending to hiking in. For example, this rainforest has a bazillion trees. Like, if we were staying here the night, um, you just string it up across there right now. Bang, you, you're sitting in it. So you're off the ground and, yeah, I mean, cool. so don't complain, oh, well, that's a stupid item because I hike in the desert. Well, okay, uh, take no, a I'll, different chair. I'm and really then, impressed with that. So yeah. Yeah, and then there's the other side where people would say, well, that's just that's just for comfort. That's kind of stupid, and I don't I don't think that's fair because everyone has um, 
different reasons for being outdoors. They do different things while they're out there. So you might want to sit and read a book and my butt is getting sore now after however long sitting on this pad. Yep. Especially because I've sat upright to make the coffee and everything. Mm. No, I'd prefer to be sitting in that yeah. hammock right now. Yeah. And it's um likewise. Not not with you, but <laughs> yeah. Well that depends. But no, look, I'll tell you I'll tell you why it's not on mine. And it and the despite the fact I've got this pad with me right now, is mm. I won't take it on a day hike. Like a short hike up a a peak or something where Okay. I, I just don't take it. Don't take it. No, anywhere I'm gonna stop though, I consider taking it just just in case and it's got other purposes. Yeah, I get your point. It's not a must have. No, but it's I mean that's the beauty of your list versus mine is it's a what you what you don't want to hike with there. Yeah, all power to you. But, um, it yeah, it didn't didn't I like I said it's always in my big pack and quite often I take my big pack on short hikes because I just love the frame so much. I love the chassis, the harness. Yeah. It's so comfortable. I didn't need that pack today, but I bought it because it's just so comfortable. So the pad was there as a bonus. So you don't have a chair of any description, nothing like that in your day pack? No. No. Okay. No. And I won't, I won't put that in it. No. Um, If I knew I was specifically going to a spot to chill for a while, I would take the bigger pack and this pad would already be slid down in it. Yeah. But there's plenty of hikes. So that hike I was saying that I went with the group, uh, didn't take a chair. The hike when I took the kids back, it didn't like it was, was just years when we never took anything. No, we didn't take anything for comfort, and it it's just that I thought you had to have something heavy and bulky to exactly fit that purpose. Exactly. And now that I've found it, uh, I'm very I'm very sort of attached to it, and I really like it. Yeah, I know you Sometimes always. Sometimes I don't use it, but I do it always out. take. I always whip it out if I can. You gotta whip it out. Mm. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's cool. I, I do. <laughs> Are we gonna put a link to it? Can we? Um. Yeah, we can do it's that. Dutchware. So uh, I yeah. do like a late uh, night. You know. Troll well, I mean, the, the thing with a lot of our gear is we do um, spend a fair bit of time researching. These That's aren't right. just off the cuff. I know you no. were just saying it was a late night purchase, but yeah, yeah. I don't think it was the first one you clicked oh, on. Like. And since they've got so much cool gear, so no, I don't mm. recommend it. No, there's. It's a pretty cool looking little thing and uh, yeah, I definitely, mm, I wouldn't laugh at that one. What's next? Okay, so you had it listed as, uh, you know, snake bite bandage, first aid kit. Yeah. Um, and I, um, I just kind of wrote on my list was first aid kit yeah. because always- again, like, my first aid kit, I consider the snake bandage to be part of that. Yep. My first aid kit, and this is probably jumping a bit ahead on your list, I consider my first aid kit to be somewhat of a survival kit. Like yep. it has items in there, for example, lip balm that I don't use lip balm. The only reason that lip balm's in there is for 
well, if I had some real weird kind of like rubbing kind of rash, I might use it as as a heavy balm to protect something. Mm. Or, but more likely, I'd use it to to start help start a fire. Yeah. That that's what it's for. Now, having said that, coincidentally, just days ago, we were out hiking and my eldest son said oh my my lips are really cracking up and do you have lip balm and i said dude i i never use lip balm like in my entire life i think i've used it on maybe less than half a dozen occasions i just don't get dry lips but i was able to say well yeah sure man (laughs) hang on a second check (laughs) this out and on that in those four days I used the, uh, what do you call it? The first aid kit three times in four days. Yeah. Two times where we were remote and they were splinters. Yeah. Ones that were that big and uncomfortable that it was the same kid. Like, oh no, he keeps falling over. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the youngest, the eight-year-old. Both times, like, oh, I wouldn't want to have that splinter in me for another four hours the rest of the day. And both times I was able to um, easily, because the the tweezers I've got are fantastic. I think the brand name is Aid, but it's A-I-D-E. I'm sure sure that. I remember this. We've had this chat because I'm impressed by them. They're really good. They're hardcore, like heavy duty stainless steel with a... I had trouble finding them. Kind of like a 45 degree, even maybe steeper degree point on the end so they're not square is what i'm saying they're not like barbecue tongs where the the two ends are square to each other they they have this angle on them and because of that angle it means that the upper point you can get very very precise with them more precise than just your standard tweezers from the supermarket or whatever and they're longer heavier like there's more to hold on to mm-hmm. which i think makes them a better tool now you were just saying you you had trouble finding them yeah yeah are you have I'm you got a, some audio issues a little audio thing i hope it's just my can just a little clicking clicking but i think it'll be gone it's not okay. too bad okay um, but, um i separated the um snake bite kit because a lot of first aid kits don't include any sort of pressure bandage and that's critical so yeah well I, I mean that's if you go and buy one off the shelf like my first aid kit is not a is not off the shelf it's just no, a no it's i use a bright orange very small uh cedar mm. summit dry bag yeah it's, it's the brightest orange you can buy because i wanted it to be visible to anybody digging around in my pack yep. in a hurry yep, yep and I just cobbled it together with all sorts of things. Yeah, I made my own too, yeah. So, sure. yeah, you're right. I think if you went and bought a first aid kit, it probably doesn't ever have... It might have bandages, but not specifically snake bandages. And as we've discussed before, that yeah. this new idea of the snake bandages have these little um, rectangles on them, and when you wrap them around your leg, you pull it to the tightness at which the rectangles stretch to become squares. Totally. And that gives the exact per- perfect tension, which um, 
uh, is ultra important as to give enough firmness to slow down the movement of the venom within the limb, but not too much that you're actually restricting blood supply to the limb. So that's pretty smart. Real smart. I mean, can you do it with a standard bandage? Of course you can. In emergency, of course you can. Is it great having that one there that I could literally instruct my kids to do to my leg while I'm sitting there trying to stay um, immobile? Mm. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's good gear. And I love having it, like it's not, it's in the same pouch, but it's not in the same bag. I showed you earlier, if you, you know, you said, oh, I don't, I don't have mine with me, which I just realized totally breaches your, yeah. I always take these 10 things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you were saying before about you didn't have a in regional saying, don't mention the snake bite kit then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, left it in, on the way here. It's in my car. In your car. Not your car, not which my, we just swapped. We just swapped um, cars, yeah. Up a little while ago, um, so. Yeah, we just carpooled here. Damn. So, But um, yeah, like I showed you, and I mean, this is a good tip for anyone. If you're going hiking with other people, what I always do, and I do this with my kids, I do it with you. Uh, I didn't. I didn't do it with half of this. I didn't do today. I will always say, at the car, and I showed you. I unzipped my pack and said, "There is the snake bandage." That's where it is. It's yep. outside of the orange bag in that, so you know where it is. Mm-hmm. What I normally also do, and I'll show you, see that lid of my pack's back there? So this is the underside. Mm. In there are my car keys. Yeah, yeah. And you need to know that. And anyone hiking with you needs to know that. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost more important, if I fall down the, off the side or something, it's more important that you grab that pack mm. and you get to those keys. Mm. Because we've established, well, you've got your inReach, which is vastly better than me you could hit that button but we've just, we've established that there's no phone reception here and you know whatever the situation was you can get me set up what if i'm unconscious and and you're just rifling through my bag going did he where's his keys did he hide him at the car maybe you hid him under the car mm. that's important this is off topic but i just have to say if you're hiking with people just mm. at the very start I just unzip the top pouch and I go, hey, everybody. I did it on the canoe trip. I said, hey, everybody, in this pack, there will always be this snake bite bandage and this first aid kit. And here's my keys. If anything happens, you know where it all is, right? True. And everyone went, yeah, cool, got it, got it, logged it. It's okay. It's not like I'm trying to, it's not doom and gloom like, hey, guys, this is a super dangerous expedition. It's not that at all. It's just... Why not just have the conversation up front? Sure. If, I, if I'm over there and, you know, going for a loo break and I get bitten by a snake and I'm calling out to you going, oh, my gosh, I'm not, I don't want to move. I got bitten by a snake. Get the snake bandage. Like, where is it? Like, I don't want to shout. I just want to lay here. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. You know, like, why yeah. not just have the conversation? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, first aid, no brainer. I mean, that we could have, if, if it was in priority order, I would have moved that like way up near the, probably above water purification or equal to. Your next one here is sunglasses, sunscreen hat. You kind of wrap that up in one 
as one item, which is, yeah, you know, straight up, I'm going to say you're cheating. Uh, but what about? But this? I will say that I don't think you need to include the hat. So we'll g I'll give you that back. So uh, because I think a hat is a piece of clothing, but I appreciate that you put it in there because sun safe, mate. <clears throat> it is sun safe and it is super important. And I mean, super boring. Like, super boring. <laughs> Like this hat here, you know, like we've been in the pouring rain with this hat. Yeah. Uh, I wear like a, an Akubra, which is kind of like an Australian version of it. It's a rabbit felt hat, which is like a cowboy hat of sorts, like a Stetson, is it? Yep. Yeah, Stetson. It's one of the brands, isn't it? That, that's a US one, yeah. Um, and it, in the rain, I remember it was pouring with rain and I was just wearing this hat and it just stopped everything falling on my shoulders, the rain falling on my shoulders and on my face and just saturating, you know, just running down my face. Like yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, I could have flipped the hood up of my uh, rain jacket. That that would probably be smart. Yeah, I, I wasn't trying to make it a bit of clothing <clears throat> because, you know, I, I was, I'm sure we're going to mention that, like, I haven't even got a, a jacket on there, but I always pack a jacket because mm. it could be later. Well, that's because you ran out of... Um, ran out of numbers. You ran out of numbers. That's why I couldn't put the Bluetooth speaker on there, man. Yeah, you said, and Bluetooth speaker. Oh, that was number 11. It was number 11. That does your bonus one. <laughs> um, and and they're, really, they're really fun to, you know, throw into streams or, you know, <laughs> smash on the rocks or something like that. They're, they're great. They're so great. But it just adds a little element of fun to a hike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what else is yeah, so I don't have, so your last item was a, uh, you had survival so kit yeah. <clears throat> including a fire starter yeah. now I spoke to this earlier in that my first aid kit's kind of wrapped up yeah. with um, that like there's a lighter in there I actually lost my ferro rod mm. I, I don't know where it is I, here's a crazy thing I pulled out I I went to I did I knew I didn't have a lighter with me. I went to pull out my ferro rod. I had the handle and the striker and the rod was not in the bag and I still haven't found it. it, it I'm assuming it's going to come up in one of my other packs like in yeah. in a pouch or something where it's fallen out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've lost it, but that kind of scared me because I thought well, that's completely useless. Yeah. And so I think what I did with an older one, I had the handle actually broke off. And instead of gluing it back on, I wrapped um, uh, like heavy duty duct tape around it mm -hmm. and then put a little loop of paracord on, like made a lanyard. And that is a really good handle that's never going to break off. And it's attached to the striker. Yeah. So, um, the birds are, oh, that, there's that, um, like orange, orange chested chest. one again. So very different bird, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a late swim at 5.30. Yeah, very cute. Uh, survival kit. I just mean that, and especially in, in the past when we used to go in some crazy places too. Yeah. You, you always just can get one that's made to order, you'll find these little things, they size of a 
I'm putting my socks on. If just sorry to interrupt you, mate. Well, you can get some if, the size of rolled up socks. They're really small, and and but I've made my own, and I've, I do always like to throw it in. Um, and if I pull it open, it's got heaps of stuff that you don't even think. Oh, it's yeah. got a tiny torch. It's got like yeah. al alfoil. It's got you know salt. It's got um, all and, this stuff. And yeah, so back to my point earlier, and I'm not discounting whatsoever. Not discounting you adding that as a separate item because I'm sure got duct tape it's i'm got, sure that's more yeah. comprehensive than what i've got yeah a lot of those things you mentioned are jammed in my what i call my first aid kit like there's salt in there yeah to get leeches and stuff off there's mm -hmm. um a, a lot another spare lighter yeah, there's I got a lighter. No. there's the um permanently in my first aid kit is the SOL oh, I was gonna say, bivy well, bag. That's the so emergency bivy. Yeah, that's what yeah. I've got in there. Yeah, so that that's in my first aid. So but that's not really first aid. But <clears> no, it no, kind of is. No, but I just keep it all in the one yeah, bag. Gotcha. So, but yeah. I get. Yeah, I understand why you would put that down as a separate yeah. item because you're 100 percent right. If I said to someone, "Hey, make sure you pack a first aid kit," and then we get out there and they go, "Oh," and I say, "Hey, you got a." emergency bivy in there and they say no you idiot you said pack a first aid kit not a survival kit yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah fair call um splitting them out fair bit of paracord and all that sort of stuff yep yeah uh i will i'll tell you that i need to have a wee break okay Can we have a wee break yeah a bush wee break go for it okay i'm gonna unclip my this mic yeah. because you don't want to come with me and then I'm going to wrap up the end of my list dun, dun, dun. yeah alrighty okay I'm back and I feel a lot better thanks Craig <laughs> I, you do. I, um, I thought I could get through just this last bit but with that coffee and all going on it was just distracting me. <laughs> well, I didn't go, so you better make this quick or I'll... I'm going to make it real quick. i have to have another stop. <laughs> that, that was the end of your list. The other reason we've got to speed it up is it, it's getting dark. Yep, yep. Uh, so... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Here's the thing with my list, Craig, is I didn't get to ten. I didn't get to 10. Like, mm -hmm. I looked at my pack and everything in my pack and I thought, I guess maybe you could argue that as we just pointed out that by bundling first aid into survival, I've maybe somewhat cheated. But to my earlier point about things that I don't carry, or I don't take sunglasses anymore you know and sunscreen i have in my first aid kit so kind of again i'm kind of cheating on that double up mm. but but i did have a rain jacket you see on the side of my pack there yeah that's that's been on there for two months i've i've never i haven't used it it just is on there i haven't even like i need to take it off and dust it off but i've got my fjall raven rain jacket just strapped to the side of my pack and it just stays there which yeah. is great because i don't forget it if it's a day hike i don't take that one i take a um smaller lighter weight mountain designs that i just shove in the pack but i'll always take it 
it's not even about rain. Sometimes when you just get a brisk wind somewhere, you just want to have that, remove that wind chill factor. Uh, so rain jacket. Yeah. Now, that only takes me to one, two, three, four, five, six. That only takes me to seven. Okay. Uh, the, the other two that I put on, I guess I put in reach later. Like there's a gap, you see? I put a gap because yeah. there's the what I take and what I should take. Okay. And so I put in reach under that because I can't honestly say I bought it today, but I should take it. So that, that would be my number eight. The other one I put on was stove. I take it, I do not take it on 100% of hikes. I'm going I'm to be honest about that. If it's a real short hike that's just a couple of hours, especially like when I went with that group, I didn't take my stove because there was no kind of mm. opportunity to, that other people don't sit around like we do. They just want to keep moving. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take it. But I take it so often it's not funny. Like, I take it all the time. Yeah, you're right. I make coffee all the time. Yeah, you're right. I throw it in when I'm going most most hikes. Yeah. Got it in the bottom. It's good for many reasons, mate, to have that. But uh, that's it. Like, I didn't I didn't get to 10. Like, maybe I should have made it 5. There's mm. obviously things that you would throw in, and there would be bespoke items that are suited to the area the terrain, the climate, like you might say, oh, I always put in a beanie. Well, okay, that's great, but at the moment it's summer here. Sure. And so I'm not going to say I always carry a beanie because I don't. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> there's some things that I would definitely take in other climates uh, that I don't have here. Mm. If it was a multi-day hike, obviously that pack changes dramatically. And starts to include shelter and all of those sorts of things. So, mm. but what doesn't change for me, or oh, and for you, is that that list there. I would take that on, like today. I would take it on a ten-day hike. Like that stuff comes with me, yeah. no matter what. Like it's short, long, whatever. It just comes here. If you're doing a three-hour hike and you're not taking a first aid kit, I'm I'm questioning that. I'm just gonna ask you, like, what 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 are you thinking? Like, I <laughs> yeah. want to know what you. I want to know why you think that's acceptable because yeah. I'm curious because I don't believe for the weight and the size that mm -hmm. you're gaining anything by not taking a first aid kit. Yeah. I don't think you're gaining anything by not taking um, a PLB. Um, and there's various other things on that list. I can't really see justifying not taking those things. Yeah, I guess you could stretch your list out with some additional clothing or some additional items of um, food or some, I think we were going to say even coffee's not on the list. But yeah. It always goes with us and it's, you know... The, the, yeah, they're, borderline items. They're kind of like those staples that you say, well, of course I'm not going to mm. hike without mm. uh, at least some snacks, right? Like, yeah. Again, it, well, we my mentality goes back to my train of thought is, am I going to get stuck out here tonight? 
in which case I'll be grateful for those two granola bars I shoved in there. Mm-hmm. Even though today they won't get touched because I don't need them. Mm-hmm. Just to know they're there mm-hmm. and that tiny bit of weight, a couple of hundred grams, it just, I don't know, there's, there's the, that kind of ultralight hiking community is a different beast. I appreciate what they do. All the advance and advancements they make assist us to hike lighter. Sure. And then carry all this ridiculous sound equipment and filming gear. Yeah. And then have basically the same weight pack that we would have. So I appreciate those advancements, but I'm not going to skimp on items that are of value to my safety well-being because I don't believe that's sensible. Mm. And that about wraps up what I've got to say. Do you have anything to add? No, mate, that's been a great chat. That's a big one, that. I'm getting, I'm actually starting to get cold to the point where. Yeah, me too. I've either got to get moving on the trail or chuck that jacket on, mm-hmm. which I'm glad I bought. Mm-hmm. I brought one too. <laughs> you got a jacket, it's good on you. Uh, I think <laughs> if we just get moving and we'll get the right. packs on, I'll warm up in, in two minutes. But we might not have much light left, and there's a few rocks to hop over, so we should uh, put our yeah, head torches on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where my head torch is too, it's a, in the top. So uh, I think we will pack up and get a move on and just try and get back to the car while there's this tiny bit of light left. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, One thing I did want to add is lots of people reached out after the last podcast was released. So just to say, hey, it's great to have you back all through Instagram and and, Facebook. Perfect. Shameless plug to the Hodcast uh, Facebook group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, people on there were just saying, oh, this is so cool, can't wait, can't wait to listen. I'm listening on at going to work today or I'm on a drive. And, and it was just great to have that uh, recognition to realise that, oh, I'm so glad we, I'm so glad we got back and did that one. It's great because... After it came out, then people were kind of letting us know that, Mm. hey, I'm glad you're back. And that that was really comforting to know that uh, it was well received. And so I I know it was a short one. Well, we certainly made up for it today. So there's no complaints. But Mm. it is much appreciated and it's good to be back. and, And I do hope this this has been a good one we said i think we kind of covered two (laughs) topics there because we did the first whole half was like how to be a parent parenting (laughs) Parenting. with kids that's a whole podcast in itself but i think we uh accidentally got tied up in that or say we like i'd never blame you for this i'll go on these tangents and you just let me go which i appreciate but uh, look, it felt like a chat I wanted to have yep. on a topic that was so fresh to me because I was literally hiking um, uh, four days ago still with the boys. So Yeah, I love that shit, man. That's good. Mm, cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. Love you all. And we're going to leave it there. Uh, whatever you're doing today, have a fantastic time. 
we're gonna get head off, get warm, get back, I don't know, maybe grab pizza on the way back to our cabin. Because <laughs> we're roughing it. Take care, guys. See ya. Thanks. See you next time. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, we'd really appreciate your ratings and comments if you can spare the time. If you'd like to know more about Hike or Die TV and keep track of our adventures around Australia, make sure you drop by hikeordie.com. That's where you'll find all the information you'll need to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or Pinterest. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.